0: This is the Powerful Practitioner Podcast, and I'm your host, Paige Kane. Whether you're an intuitive coach, an energy healer, a psychic reader, or simply an at home alchemist, you are welcome here. Inside of this podcast, you'll attune to the spiritual practices, principles, and insights that will bring you instantaneous magnetism, life changing internal shifts. And of course, massive soul growth. Yes, your intuition led you here. Now let's get started. Okay, powerful practitioner community, welcome back. I am so excited to share this beautiful episode with you. I got to sit down with a friend, a fellow shaman, a psychic, a medium, an intuitive, and a past client, Kate Eichert. And what she shares on this episode is absolutely incredible. I think so many of you are going to really see yourself in her story, in the story of her spiritual evolution, her spiritual awakening, some of the big takeaways she's had on this path as she stepped into being a shaman, an intuitive, a coach, a healer. We discuss Money, energetics, we discuss like being allowed to want more. And this episode really is such a beautiful bouquet of healing insights. And really, I think all of you are going to be able to take so much inspiration and also action. Kate gives us some amazing tips on working with money and our money stories in the realm of the energetic. So there is just so much to take away from this like power-packed episode. Kate works with female entrepreneurs to overcome burnout, to heal their relationships with money, and to collapse time around their goals all through the beautiful healing modalities, mentorship, and coaching she does. And this episode does not disappoint. And I think all of us can have massive takeaways from everything that you are about to hear. So enjoy. I'm just so excited to have you here, have you sharing your story. And for everyone who's listening in, I'm sitting here with Kate Eichert and she is a shaman, an intuitive, a healer, a mentor, so many things. Human design expert. (laughs) You have a lot of tools under your tool belt.
1: I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Before I like gush and dive into telling people about you, I would love if you could just start off by sharing your story with everyone okay. and telling us about really your journey to where you are today.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to be here. First of all, um, this has been like a long time coming to jump on the podcast with you. I'm so glad that I finally ripped off a band-aid to do this. So... Um, so first of all, I'm a mom of three. Recently diagnosed with ADHD. I'm a shaman, like Paige said, as well as a mentor, a teacher. I'm a registered nurse by trade. Um, starting off my journey, I think I have to go back to like 2019. So I started a network marketing business and found a lot of success with that. While I was a full time nurse, it was me dipping my toes into entrepreneurship. The whole idea of like working the same job for 35 years and having no flexibility and No growth and anywhere to go with that just didn't sit well with me. So I started to dive into, you know, what could that look like for me? Something different. So I had my third child in 2019 um, and decided to retire from nursing in 2020. I really wanted to support other women. Um, I actually wanted to open a women's support center. I had started a virtual community, just something to be able to support women who are really struggling with prioritizing themselves and setting boundaries and doing all of those things that women and especially moms need to do. So I went all in on my business and I burned out really, really hard to rewind a little bit. Um, prior to having my son in 2019, I had started to dive deeper into my spiritual journey when I was pregnant. I read Gabby Bernstein's Super Attractor, which was kind of like Completely blow, like my third eye just like blew wide open. I actually remember when (laughs) I'd read that book after having him and it was like complete chaos in my house, like complete chaos. Um, It was like a frat house with a newborn baby and then like a toddler and then a seven year old. It was crazy. And I remember like just calling in my team and my guides who I'd never really connected with before then. All of a sudden, there's just like this hush that came over the room and I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is so tangible. Like, it was really, really neat. But then I actually, I got diagnosed with postpartum anxiety and depression right after that spiritual awakening, which is is, is kind of interesting knowing what I know now, but I was plunged into a really dark time in my life. So I kind of had to put that journey of mine kind of up on a shelf. The pandemic hit, I burnt out of my business, all these things happened, you know, obviously very timely, but I found myself looking for answers again, after I kind of got out of the, the, you know, postpartum phase. And that was when human design found me. I was looking for some answers around, you know, why I'm the way I am, why things felt so hard. I was like, there's got to be a reason, like, this is just feels unnecessarily difficult. And that's what I found out about human design, found out that I'm a splenic projector, Everything all of a sudden made sense. It was very much light bulb moments for me. And that's when I started to take a turn with my coaching and my business and started to integrate human design into that as a a tool. And so as I was starting my business, I signed on to work with a mentor. And inside of that program was a training from you. And it was like intuition. I was like, what is intuition? Like, what is all this stuff? And I go and do this training. I was like, this is so cool. Like all these clear senses. And I could just feel myself lighting up. In a way that I never had before. I have always been really in tune with things as a nurse. You know, there was always things that went on. And it was one, it was those things that I was like, I, I just can't look at this. Like, I have to put this in a box. It's too scary. I felt very like I wasn't in control of what I had access to. And I just wasn't going to go there. So then, as I was, you know, again, the breadcrumb trail of my spiritual awakening, I was like, how do I dive deeper into this? Is this an avenue for me? And I got a clear as day download that was like, work with Paige Kane, And I was like, who's Paige (laughs) Kane?" And I go on Instagram and I was like, oh yeah, she's the intuition girl. (laughs) And I think I literally sent you a message that was like, I have no idea. I think I just got the most ridiculous download, but I think I need to work with you.
0: (laughs) I think that was the exact message you sent. Like, I don't know why, but something came in. And I was
1: like, I just, I need to work with you. Like, I don't even know what this looks like. And then I, and then I, we signed on to work for a year. Like I didn't even know you
0: talk about like very bold action, right? Like just trusting and following the download. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that happens not to interrupt your story, but I feel like that happens a lot in like the world of energetic work of intuition of spirituality where people, and I'm sure this has happened to you where people are like, I don't know what it is, but here I am.
1: (laughs) It's so wild. And then, yeah, the the journey that we like we went on together was like massive soul growth, like so much healing, so much expansion. And that was when you first introduced me into the idea of being a shaman. And I remember you saying like, have you ever thought about shamanism? I'm like, I honestly don't even know like what a shaman is. I don't actually even really know what it is that you do. I just know that it it works for me and it's doing the things I need it to do. And then we started talking more about it, and I started talking about my journey as a nurse and how, like, I really felt—I'm getting goosebumps as I talk about this—but how much I absolutely love working, um, like, like maternity and palliative care. That was my forte. I really, really loved being there when babies were born. It was amazing. And then end of life care—it was just really my time to shine. I um, really enjoyed that work. And you're like, how very shaman of you to <laughs> to be able to be there when people are coming into the world and they're leaving the world. And so I started, you know, diving into it a little bit more and just the whole idea of really going upstream as to what's going on with someone, whatever they're facing in their life. Um, I've always been that person. My teachers really didn't like it when I was always like, well, why are things this way? Like, I need to know the reason behind it all. Like, why, why, why? And they're like, because it is. I'm like, no, no, that's not good enough
0: <laughs> for me. So I need a better so answer kind of, than that. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the Coles Notes um, version of, you know, of my story, how I dove into entrepreneurship and how I became a shaman, which I never,
0: ever imagined that would happen. So, So beautiful. So cool. And I love that you mentioned that even in even in nursing you felt like intuition was showing up for you it was just something that you had to place aside i feel like that happens for so many people where we're like i have this innate instinct or i have this feeling about something and because of you know how we're conditioned or how we're trained in whatever we're doing we kind of put that thing in a box and like wait for logic to take over mm-hmm. but it's so affirming i think for other people to hear that you don't have to be a shaman or like a psychic in order for your intuition to be showing up for you. So I'm glad that you like touched on that. Cause I was go- selfishly. was going to ask you, I'm like, Oh, I wonder like if you had intuitive moments in nursing and I'm sure you did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So like it's so interesting because I'm dabbling with the idea of going back into nursing, just where I'm at my current season of life. I'm like, you know what? I could use a little bit more balance, to be honest, and networking and things like that. And I, there is areas of the work that I absolutely love. Like I said, like palliative care is—it's just, you know, chef's kiss for me. And so it's really interesting because knowing what I know now, looking back on certain scenarios, there was times that I would, you know, call the doctor and be like, "We need to get this guy to the city." Like where I live—I worked in a very rural, remote area. And I didn't have the tangible logistical things to be like, here's what's going on Their Vitals are this, this is what I'm bringing to the table. Yes, I would have those things, but I was like, I just need you to trust me here. Like I just, and I didn't quite trust it either at the time. So like, I can't even imagine working like bedside emergency nursing now, knowing what I know, like it would be a little bit unhinged, I think.
0: (laughs) You just like know things before they even happen, like in someone's vitals, you're like, I know that this is going to go on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's really cool to talk about this the work that you do, the work that I do, and also how that shows up in places like healthcare because I think it does more often than we think. I also selfishly want to ask you more about like where you are now in your business. I feel like you've had so much time to To grow and evolve, and you've like moved through so much as an entrepreneur. I know you're moving through shaman school, which is part of my journey too. And that tends to put a bunch of stuff in the box and like shake shit up for (laughs) lack of a better term. But I would love if you could tell everyone, like, what are the spaces you hold now for people, and what do you? provide for your client? Okay. So I have a few
1: different avenues that I love to go down with this. So I, first of all, really love working with female entrepreneurs. It just kind of is who has gravitated towards me with my experience um, over the last three years of, excuse me, entrepreneurship, also being a mom and then also having ADHD. And then honestly throw in there, like my specific human design. I find a lot of entrepreneurs coming to me being like, I need your help. Like there's a lot of factors here that feel like they're against me being successful and I need help stepping into like taking all of these pieces to really step into, you know, the success that I'm looking for. So that is who tend to gravitate towards me to work with me. I do work with clients one-on-one. I do have some group programs as well, but as I spoke to before when I was, you know, recently diagnosed with postpartum depression and I was in the throes of being a mom and entrepreneurship and and also diving into, you know, new age spirituality and very much, you know, law of attraction things. I did experience that spiritual trauma. And so I am very aware of like that nuance associated with a lot of the teachings. And I, I very much bring that into my work, um, into my client sessions, which I think is just so, so important to be able to hold space for all of it. And I think that that's a really, really powerful thing. And for anyone that's listening to really make sure that that's something that people are holding space for you for, like, that's a very, very like got to make sure that people are aware of those nuances right because it's not black and white there's there's lots of things like, yes, you can definitely attract what it is you're looking for. And there's other situations out of your control, right? Within my, um, within my client sessions, like, you know, as you being my mentor, I very much, am making sure we're in our own energy, very much ground them in. Lots of people are sponges for other people's stuff. I can't count the time, number of times when I was a newbie and people will jump on sessions with me to do coaching and we'd be dealing with all this stuff. And I was like, this doesn't feel like your stuff. Like we need to clear all this out first. And then deal with the issue at hand because lots of times you're dealing with emotions that weren't even theirs which is really fascinating so when it comes to specific sessions I'll facilitate energy healing sessions of the shaman which can range from cleansing and clearing to I love leading people on journeys which is still newer for me but I absolutely love it secretly it's just the dark like twisty side of me like it's that maybe like nurse black humor dark humor is I love doing past life regressions like I find that it's just so fascinating what comes up Um, And then also really helping like my female entrepreneur clients really anchor in what they're calling in um, can be really, really powerful. And as a coach, I really love being the person that's holding that space for the integration portion of the sessions. I feel like energy work is like this catalyst where things, you know, happen over here. But then on the other side, there's the calibrating that's going on. And that's, I feel like that's where the magic really happens, right? Is I'm holding space for that, you know, that we're diving into shadow work and really holding space for experiencing those wide range of wide range of emotions and like ego death and all of those things that I just absolutely love like just let's dive into that deep dark stuff that most people don't want to look at and I'm like I'm not afraid like it's where I thrive I'm like let me be your guide let's go to those places that you maybe don't feel like you can go to by yourself and let's come out on the other side of it. Let's transmute that. Let's alchemize it. And then within my programs, I really love stepping into the role of teacher and mentor. I have so much life experience as a 6'2 splinter projector. I feel like I've lived a million lives. And that's a huge part of my astrology and my human design as well, is to really go through karmic lessons for the collective, which is really, really fascinating. I'm like, why is this coming up? I'm like, oh yeah. And then I get on a call with a client. They're like, you'll have no idea what's coming up for me. You'll never guess what's coming up for me. I'm like, I bet I could. I just went through it like five days ago. Here I am doing this, doing the work for everybody else. So so that's a little bit of um, kind of what it's like to work with me in that in that container.
0: When you're in sessions with clients, whether you're doing energetic work or you're coaching, what parts of your intuition are the most active? Like what Claire senses or how are you tapping into energy? Just to give people kind of like insight and example, because I think that's yeah. so fun for people to learn and to know like, oh, okay, this is what I'm sensing when I'm doing yes. this work.
1: Yes. Very clairvoyant, clairsentient are the main tools that I, you know, are the ones that come in for me the strongest. It's, it's really interesting because this, it's not just working with clients. I have to be very mindful of working with anybody. So like there was times that I was working with a mentor who was very, very pregnant at the time. And I remember getting on the call and being like, I can't breathe. Like, (laughs) I can't breathe. I was like, wait a second. This is yours. This isn't mine. I need to take a second. But if I like, I was still such a newbie to all of it. I was, um, didn't have any protections in place or those things. And i had to be mindful of that. So those are the main ones that I, that I'm really leaning into. Yeah. When I'm on calls
0: with clients. Yeah. I feel like knowing you, that totally makes sense. Like that, that clear sentience, that clear feeling. And I, I'm so glad that you talk about how how much you not only differentiate between like, is this my energy or is this someone else's, but you also guide your clients through that? Oh, is this really your stuff to work with? Oh, it's not. We need to clear that out first in order for us to get to what's going on with you. I think that's especially for those of us who really feel things in our bodies. Um, Even if we're like, have clear empathy too, where we're just like knowing someone else's feelings it is so important to differentiate between like, what is mine and what is someone else's.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that was one of like the biggest lessons I had in our time together. Like there were so many, but working with you, that was one of the biggest things that I didn't realize how much I was processing other people's stuff before I was even aware of, you know, being a highly sensitive person, being a medium, being an empath, all of those things. Right. And so I find that so many of my clients are coming to me the same way. They're just like, in their fields and there's so much going on i was like well, we need to we need to start first to make sure that what we're dealing with is yours because yeah it's just it's so often that they come to me and i'm like this half of this isn't even yours like let's let's do the majority of the work by making sure we're working on the proper thing going the right way right
0: oh, that is so beautifully said i think everyone should like take that into consideration like even just throughout that their day sort that sorting of is this actually mine to become involved with to handle Or does it just need to be something that I need to clear and let go and simply disentangle from? As we talk about a lot of this energetic and shamanic work, I would love to know what's been the most exciting part of your journey into shamanism and spirituality. And then I'm going to ask you probably the same question about being an entrepreneur. And I know that they might kind of go together. But as we talk about all this, what's the most exciting thing for you as you step into doing? energy work, being psychic, being intuitive, being a medium, being a shaman?
1: I have a few, I have a few things, obviously not just one, right? Can't narrow it down.
0: I think one of the
1: coolest parts of this is the ripple effect of the healing work that I've done. It's, it's really, really neat to see like, I'm doing this work, but then it carries over, you know, frontwards and backwards. You know, I'm not only healing generations behind me, but generations to come. And I get, again, I'm getting goosebumps as I talk about this because it's just, I don't think that people understand the magnitude of that, right? Like it's like you're doing this work but it isn't just for you. It's for it's so much overflow. It's so abundant if that makes sense. Like it just it was something that never occurred to me and that's one of the key takeaways I really carry over to my clients is like remember that you're doing healing for the collective. You're doing healing for those around you. It's not just you which sometimes can feel heavier, right? Like a lot of the clients I'm working with are the cycle breakers, you know, myself included, we're the first ones doing this deep inner work, right? And so it can feel really heavy and hard. But then I'm like, you're doing, you're doing work for so many people that have come before you and those that are going to come after you. And so that would be why. And then just to see, you know, the nuance of the changes of vocabulary that like, you know, my mom would use or the way that my children talk, like, the boundaries that my daughter sets as a 10-year-old is just like so unreal. Like it blows my mind. It's just, it's so, so rewarding. It's it's rewarding right at the end of the day. So I think the other part has been really helping others to awaken to their gifts and abilities um, where I was previously living, um, helping other women to tap into their abilities And watch those seeds get planted and to watch them bloom has been really, really amazing. Watch them step into, you know, doing card readings or stepping into being a medium has just been like, I helped to plant those seeds. And just, again, that ripple effect, right? Same idea, like to just see other people step into this work in a way that's so aligned for them. That's been another really rewarding part of it. Obviously, working with the clients that I work with is amazing. Like some of the clients I've had the honor of working with, the like the courage and bravery and stepping into some of the containers to really look into this Pandora's box, if you will, of things that they thought was never going to change for them. They just had accepted their truth, whether it be their financial situation, their current circumstances, you know, relationships, health issues, whatever it may be. And to say like, this isn't my truth and I'm going to do what it takes to change that and shift that and to have those hard conversations with yourself and really put in the work and see them completely changed their life like a complete 180 and have that happen before my eyes and you know we step outside of time as shamans and that you know that does happen and can happen in a short amount of time right is the one nuance there right but it's just so it's been so rewarding to watch some of these amazing people I get to work with and and see how their life is completely different than it was, you know, the year before or what have you. And finally, the last one, I think the biggest part is really being able to step into my authentic self. And I own that. And I show up in my full authentic self, you know, as a shaman, I'm I'm not afraid to say that and really being able to step into my purpose and my gifts and my abilities and the impact I'm here to make.
0: Ah, uh, so good. in you saying all of that encourages so many people who are thinking like, I'm intuitive. I can like feel energy and it encourages them to really own it. Because I think for a while, we were like kind of shoved over in the corner and we're like, oh, people are doing weird stuff over there. We're going to just ignore them, (laughs) whatever is going on. And it's like now as like we lead, as you lead, we're encouraging other people to really step into their gifts and be leaders and in whatever way that really means for them or be practitioners. I would love to know on the other side, what, what do you feel like were some of the biggest obstacles that you faced? And I know you've, we've talked about, I feel like we've talked about a lot of them already, but is there anything that you've really learned in your journey from like having to over, overcome an obstacle or move through a challenge that you would want to share with everyone to give them some inspiration and insight?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's two key things that kind of stand out for me with that. And the first one was kind of what I already touched on was that idea of like visibility, like really owning, standing out as like being the weird witchy one, like being whatever, whatever that looks like for you, you know, label, no label doesn't matter, but like owning your weird, whatever that looks like, and just really stepping into that and know that it's a very slippery slope. (laughs) some things I thought I would never do. I'm like, Oh, we're doing this now. Okay. This is just, and this is normal. This is what we do. I think there's so many times I've sent you like memes or TikToks. And I'm like, is this where we're at now? Is this the next, you know, natural part of the journey? Um, and each their own, like, it's just, and letting your freak flag fly really. And however that, you know, is for you and as an entrepreneur showing up in that way. And I think it's so, um, it's so easy to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm just going to show up and like in my full power my full like. You know, speaking my truth and all those things, and then you're like dealing with a completely unregulated nervous system. Like, it's really okay to take baby steps. Like, I think that that's maybe the message that we don't hear enough is like, it's okay to not have the big audacious dreams, the big audacious goals. It's it's the nuance is you can take those baby steps with a regulated nervous system. They're like, okay, I did one Instagram post that felt like pretty out there, and then you look back a month, you're like, that was out there. You know what I mean? But like, really letting yourself be seen in a way that. Is safe for you because you know a lot of this work you know it brings up a lot of stuff there's lots of stories and lots of wounding and lots of healing that has to happen around showing up in your full power and speaking your truth as a healer you know in this in this world and in this space and just as an entrepreneur and as a woman and you know whatever you have there can be some things that feel like the stack, the deck is stacked against you right so that's kind of the first thing is that journey of like just being seen and allowing that to look however it needs to look for you to feel the most supported
0: what are and I'm not an expert in nervous system regulation but it's something that I do for myself and I have like a little toolkit of things I do to regulate my nervous system and I know you do too I would love for you to share what are some of your favorite things to like help you regulate help you ground help you to get back into your body so I have a huge toolkit
1: <laughs> because I have three kids and I have ADHD. I feel like that's all I do is regulate my nervous system. Just self-care, right? Self-care as a shaman, that's just, that's all the things, right? So my favorite ones I'd have to um, say is like cold plunge or like cold showers, some some sort of cold immersion, even if that looks like, um, you know, putting my face in a bowl of water or whatever, whatever is accessible, right? Make sure like accessibility is always my thing that I'm always making sure of here. So, some sort of cold immersion, somatic shaking. Anyone who follows me on social media knows I'm a huge dancing person. So, I'll get on stories and just shake it out, dance it out, which is really great for manifesting too. I'm always like, who am I going to be when it arrives? Well, I'm going to be that person who's always celebrating and dancing. So, it's like a two for one, it's nervous system regulation (laughs) along.
0: Along we, with manifesting. I'm like, we love a two-for-one yeah. habit stacking in another yeah. way. Yeah. Yes,
1: absolutely. I'm all about habit stacking. So I really prioritize my gut health. That's really, really important for me for nervous system regulation. I think that it's something that gets over, like that is an oversight, to be honest. And then really getting out in nature. Like even today, I was like, I need to be by water. Like I have so much, so much fire in my chart. I'm like, I just need to be around water. I, again, if you follow me on social media, I'm always in the bathtub. <laughs> I created a product line for that specific reason. which I hadn't talked about, but those are the main ones like being, you know, in water, in nature, dancing it out and um, really nourishing my body as much as I can. And a good nap. Who doesn't love a good nap, right? When all else fails, go take a nap. It'll always be better when you wake
0: up. Perfect. Thank you for sharing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you get back to what you were saying
1: about your journey. <laughs> and I mean, of course, all my energetic, you know, toolkits as well, like leaning into, you know, dropping our grounding cord and all of those things that can be really supportive as well. So, so I think the, the next part of my like major obstacle that I faced as an entrepreneur and a big part of my journey has really been um, my money story and diving into healing my relationship with money. So when I first started out as an entrepreneur, just a little baby entrepreneur in network marketing, I was like, what? What the fuck's a money mindset? (laughs) And I was like, okay, so I'm dealing with like, you know, sales and like dealing with money more. And I was like completely unregulated, didn't have a toolkit at that point. I was just like, this is fine. We're fine. It's, and I wonder why I burnt out. Right. So it was like in my face all the time. I was like, okay, this money mindset thing is a thing. So I started diving into all, you know, like, you are a badass at making money and like all of these really great books. Right. And I was like, this is great, except for, you know, it's it's very much like positivity. And you know me, I'm like, let's do the deep, dark shadow work. This isn't touching that, right? So I read Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harvecker. It's such a great read. I highly, highly recommend it. And he talked about the idea of, you know, you type something out on your computer. I actually I think he said typewriter. It's a little, you know, maybe a little bit dated, but um, you type it out and then you print something out and you notice there's a typo. And so you take some white out um, to, is there even whiteout anymore? I don't even know if that's a thing. Anyways. Uh,
0: I know. So like take... I remember whiteout, like right? whiteout was so uh, cool to have. If you had it in school, you like wrote right? with a pen and whiteout. Anyways. right?
1: <laughs> How old are, are I we? dating myself here? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you white it out and then you print it off again. And there's the same typo And you're like, what the hell's going on here? And essentially the idea that like, you have to go back and change the operating system. You have to go back and change that financial br- blueprint. And I was like, holy man, light bulb moment here. Like no matter what you, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. And I was like, this just blew me open again. And I was like, this is so fascinating. So I really started like looking at my relationship with money. I was like, how do I feel around money? How do I feel about having money? How do I feel about not having money? Um, Really, really diving in really, really deep. And then I, you know, it took me on the journey of really stepping into my femininity and like, it was actually one of your trainings that it was like, I think you had asked the question, if someone handed you a million dollars, what would you do with it? And I was like, give it all away. Like, I'm like so proud of that fact. Like as a woman, just like for others, like just going to help everybody else and just be over here being like the martyr, right? That's what I was taught anyways, right? And it's so ingrained in our society as well. Like even as a female entrepreneur, like making a lot of money, if you're going to help a lot of people or making a lot of money for your family, it's like, well, what if you want to make a lot of money just to have a lot of fucking money? So- that's okay too, right? There's the nuance in all of that and and really stepping into all of that. And the biggest part of my journey was really shifting out of that like hyper-masculine energy that go, 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 do, 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 chasing, 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 and really learning how to lean back and receive and trust and surrender. That's been the biggest part of my journey. That's what I work with a lot of entrepreneurs on um, because most of them are moms and most of them are female entrepreneurs. And we just you know, that hustle culture and that boss babe mindset and all that stuff, which is just, it's a, it's your fast track to burnout, you know, and it it doesn't have to be that way. And so working the lens of money has been like such a mirror for me and such a, such a beautiful journey for healing. And so with all of that teachings and then adding energetics to that piece, just like catapulted me into this really like beautiful relationship with money that's ever evolving, right? We're never at a final destination with it. And so that was when I um, decided to, well, I got the download rather to create a program called Rich Academy, which is helping spiritual female entrepreneurs really dive into healing that relationship with money. Wherever, whatever part of your journey you're at, I have people inside of that program right now who are like, anything to do with money within my business, like I completely, you know, unregulated, like it just sends me, I'm triggered, I'm activated, you know, and so learning how to be more comfortable with money, engaging with money, and then also stepping into something bigger for yourself and I think that that's the like that's the stuff I really really love working with because you know I think as people and as humans and as women it's very easy to be just settle like just have good enough but what if you want more and I know that that was a really big catalyst at the very beginning of my journey like I felt like I checked all the boxes you know I had the dream home the kids the job and I was like but I want something more and there were so many people are like well just be grateful for what you have and I'm like but you're allowed to want more and so you can have a thriving business. You can have a big fat, juicy bank account. You can be doing all things. And if you like the feminine is meant to grow, we're, we're meant to expand. That's, that's intuitively what we're here for. We're like the ocean. We can't be contained, like keep going, keep growing, babe, like keep it's okay. And that's what I would really want women to really take away from, um, a lot of this work is that you get to continue to grow and expand and it gets to be really juicy and it gets to be really, really, really good. And that's where the discomfort sometimes can be right is really holding yourself and leading yourself through that. I'm asking, I'm, I'm stepping into something more for myself more than, you know, generations before me ever could like who am I to want something that was so out of reach for my grandmother or my ancestors and so a lot of the work we do inside a Rich Witch Academy is very much that ancestral healing and, and stepping into that. And it's just, it's absolute magic. And I absolutely love
0: that program. I love that you have taken something that is like put over here, like just, oh money, we need to, you're either working on budgeting or saving or like the very tangible aspects of handling money, or you're working on money mindset and you've added in a multitude of energetic components and you're allowing people the space to really work on all those things if someone was just getting started like on their money journey right now, and they have awareness that, okay, like something, something's going on between me and money. What's one of like the first tools or the first things you would have them look at for themselves? The first thing
1: that I would really get them to do is honestly do a huge brain dump of like all the stories they have around money, like whether they're yours or not, like you know there's so many stories in the collective you know like you're greedy or if you want money your money doesn't go around trees which is such a funny one but just i would do a huge brain dump just like to get it out and to have that awareness and have it in front of you because even now there's still times where i'm like on my journey and there's a story that comes up i was like oh my gosh and realizing you know and then start to sort them around like what do you actually believe and what are actually yours and when you can really start to compartmentalize it and be like wow like I don't actually believe any of these, you know, and then start to, you know, we start to clear some of those away and start to anchor in one's beliefs that are going to support you instead of, you know, being unsupportive. But that would be my, that's the the first step I lead them through inside of a Academy is just that place of awareness.
0: Again, like it comes back to that, like we were talking about in the very beginning, what's mine and what's other people's and that beautiful energetic sorting and disentanglement. If someone finds a money belief or story or narrative that they want to clear, do you have a simple suggestion for something they could practice at home? So this is something that
1: I really love doing. Again, I didn't plug my my other product but what I like any, any form of release you can do. So whether that be like writing out a letter to that belief and then safely burning it. Another great one you can do is what I like to do for the ritual RX boxes that I have. The full moon ritual is releasing a story, you know, dry yourself a bath with the intention that this is what you're doing, you know, sit in that bath. This can work in a shower too, essentially. And just like blowing into that water, setting the intention that that energy of that belief is going into that water and then letting it drain out and letting it disappear, letting it wash off of you can be very, very powerful as well.
0: I love that as shamans, it's always like, how about we light something on fire?
1: <laughs> Let's burn it. Let's add in the elements. I don't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that you offered both elements though. Like, okay, yep. you could use fire as a practice, bringing in that elemental, or you could use water and Thank you for lending everyone such like simple and beautiful rituals. I know you hinted at your other business. Can you tell us about your new business venture? Because I think it's really exciting.
1: Yes. Thank you. It's, it's so funny. It's happened so fast. Like I, I got the download and invitation as a projector. I was like, I got this invitation. I feel like it was such a hell yes. Somebody had said to me like two months ago, maybe just over two months ago that someone had had these boxes and it had like a crystal and it, it had like a card reading. And then it was a full moon like release practice. I was like, this is so cool. And I just started sitting with it. I got so many downloads about it. And before I knew it, I was creating a logo, had an Instagram page and I was already offering it to my clients. And I was like, this was the biggest thing for me because as a as a nurse, like, I mean, I knew when the full moon was. I usually worked in Emerge. I was like very, very hyper aware. This was kind of what started my on my spiritual journey was like, how do I respond to the full moon? And learning how to harness the power of the full moon was something that was really important to me and was a big part of my journey. And I find that so often when I talk to you, like, are you, you know, to work with a full moon, people don't really know what they could do with it right like it's very much like there's so many options like a buffet it's like you could do this 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 And so when I was invited into this idea, I had been leading full moon circles, but as a mom of three, like, um, you know, my daughter's in competitive dance and I'm just like another evening, like it's not always going to be conducive to what I want to do. Right. And so I was like to have something that I can guide people through. So I created these ritual boxes. So inside of it, you get a candle and then you get some Epsom salts, which I have done like a batch of Epsom salts. I've done shamanic ceremony with really setting the intentions of the full moon and letting it immerse inside of that, inside of the Epsom salts. And then um, you get a little crystal in there as a little gift from me. And then the actual ritual you get. So when you open the box, you'll scan a QR code, which takes you to a YouTube playlist, which will guide you through the actual ritual. I I ground you in. We do a meditation, and then I um, guide you through the actual release process. So it's really come together. I'm really really excited about it. It's fun to have a product that can offer clients to support people as well. So it's it's been pretty fun.
0: And it's so you a bath time bath salt like ritual is. Extremely you. And I love like seeing that expressed out in the world. And I love that I've had one of your ritual boxes and I will say that they're like an extremely accessible way for people to like learn to work with their energy in a way that's tangible, in a way that you get to interact with. And I think that's so cool that you're opening up this doorway for people to Experience like shamanic and healing work and working with the moon in this way. then it was
1: a really cool like download and invitation because it's just like it's so of course right like it just makes sense and I think it's just a really great product to really like you can you know very beginner too right like whatever stage of your journey you're at like it can be a really powerful tool to help you guide you through a full moon practice.
0: So beautiful, and we'll make sure that it's like linked so people can like yep. go see and explore. So- Is there anything else that? you want to say or you want to share with people
1: wherever you're at in your journey just just listen just start to pay attention you know start to tune in find someone that can help you on this journey I know I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for you it was I actually remember looking for somebody I think it was my yoga teacher at the time I was like like looking for like a spiritual mentor like it's just so funny because I wanted to have a conversation with her I had so many questions and like if you can find someone who can support you on this journey, I think it's really, really, really powerful. So finding somebody that, you know, you connect with whoever that may be that can help you to grow and evolve and answer questions for you and hold space for you in the nuances and the polarity of all of this and to really, really experience transfer- transformation that you're looking for.
0: Ugh, such sound advice. Like we don't have to do this alone. No. 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 Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Will you tell everyone where they can find you and hang out So you? You can hang out with me on Instagram
1: uh, at Kate Eichert. It's I K E R T, And then for the ritual boxes, it's at ritual.rx underscore uh, on Instagram as well.
0: Awesome. And we'll make sure they're linked too. So everyone can, can find you and get their ritual boxes or explore your programs, book yes. a session with you, yes. all the things. It was
1: so great to be here.
0: Thank you. As always, I hope you loved this episode and feel free to connect with myself, Paige Kane, and Kate Eichert on Instagram on all other social media platforms. We'll make sure everything is linked in the show notes with you for you to come hang out with us in the other spaces and places in which we are on. And then as always, if you got something massive out of this episode, If you found something super insightful, we would be so incredibly grateful for a rating and a review or just screenshot it and share it to your Instagram stories. Send this episode to a friend. This is how we get the magic of the podcast out in the world. I cannot wait to see you inside of the next episode. For now, I am sending you so much love and magic and I will see you soon. Bye.